Welcome back to La Podcast, episode 78. I'm your host, Hoop. And I'm your host, Saini. And in today's episode, we take a deep dive into game two of the NBA Finals, where the Miami Heat defeat the Denver Nuggets 111 to 108. We go over every single minute detail that led to Miami's victory and Denver's loss. It's a great listen, and we hope you guys enjoy. The Miami Heat defeat the Denver Nuggets 111 to 108 in game two of the NBA Finals. What a game. I had Denver in six, like at the start, but I honestly couldn't really visualize Miami losing or a Miami winning one. So like in my head, I you know I thought they, they might take one at home, take, right? Take a couple here. I I didn't expect them to go into Denver game two and steal this, especially after I know they started the game out hot. They had a ten point lead early in the first. Then Denver cuts it to three by the end of the first, and then they just go on that monster run in the second quarter. Um, shout out to the Heat because they stayed in it. Like they they kept go- gritting and and they uh, or staying in the grind or whatever and. They cut it close again by the by the time the half ended. But there was a point where I was like, "Oh, Denver's running away with this." You know, they were hitting shots. They looked like a completely different team from the first quarter. Um, obviously, the ending of the game was insane. So, like, we can kind of go over the gist of what happened in the first three quarters. But obviously, the fourth is where the fun stuff happens. But I mean, shout out to Miami because it it really looked like they they lost control of that game. Um, big props to Kevin Love because he was the difference maker in that first quarter. When I tell you that Kevin Love in that lineup completely changed that Miami squad, like big ups to Kevin Love and big ups to Gabe Vincent too. Jimmy Butler, I, I, Hoop, I need your we, assistance. We're we going to get into that. Hey, we're going to get into that. Oops, go on Google Maps and type in Jimmy Butler because I can't find him. Can you find him? I need directions. I, I don't think I, I can need find directions. Him, I need directions to Jimmy Butler. I don't know if I should turn right here, turn left there. I don't know. Where do I find him? Because... Jimmy Butler is not playing like a first option. And call me out on this if you'd like, but I want to hear your opinion on this. Has this not been the trend for the last like four or five games he's played in the playoffs where he's just like not showing up or he's just not aggressive? Like he's just been chill. And then he'll go into the post-game interview and be like, we're laughing, drinking beers, listening to country. We're not, we're not scared. And it's just in the post and it's like, bro, where's the urgency? Why is Gabe Vincent doing the carrying right now? Where is the urgency from Jimmy Butler? Yeah, the, uh, the Morgan Wallen, I think, needs to change the pregame. Um, I think I turned to more of a Meek Mill to try to, to, to try to I bring that in. I was just going to say yep. dreams and nightmares or something, man. I think, man. I, I, think just... I turned to a Meek Mill. I think Spo's got to yeah. go in there and make that adjustment. Um, <laughs> but as far as Kevin Love goes, I mean, when we started off the pod the last game, we said that Aaron Gordon, or I said that Aaron Gordon, was upsetting to the Heat because they got their offense going with layups. And I believe Miami was out 10 to 2 to start the game. Shout out Max Struess. But um, it was not this, you know, bully ball Denver style. I mean, Jokic got his way the whole game. But of course, I'm talking about the role players just getting easy looks. Like you got to make those guys earn it. Uh, I know Kevin Love drew a charge. I think he had a steal. Uh, just those no, Kevin gritty, Love was him. Get just those gritty Kevin Love plays. I mean, later in the game, he had a beautiful outlet pass that turned to a Jokic foul. Just those little things that, uh, Caleb Martin, with how well he's playing, he just can't provide. It's it's one of those, you know, those Kyle Lowry, just those gritty vet plays that he provides. From the jump, got in KCP's head. They got into a little bit of a scrap. Like, yeah, Kevin Love is yeah. that guy. And listen, I love that you bring up that Aaron Gordon point because I was actually going to bring that up right after you because I know, like, a big stress of last episode was Aaron Gordon just gets his way in the paint, right? Because you have Max Struess and Gabe Vincent guarding him. Kevin Love, 
People forget Kevin Love is a dog. Now, I know you know because you recently made a video on Kevin Love. But Kevin Love is an underappreciated player. And when he when he wants to, he's a great defender. And he's one people of the don't best talk rebounders about of all time, pound for pound. And he is a he is a dog in the paint, bro. Like Aaron Gordon could not do anything with Kevin Love there. And even if they found their way, he would find a way again, like drawing the charge. I heard a cool stat. This is kind of an ESPN stat, but while the announcers were talking, every single year in the playoffs, Kevin Love is top five in charges drawn, even in the years he's played limited minutes, right? And that's the kind of players you need. And that's another reason why I love Miami, because they're just full of guys who are willing to put their body on the line. Um, I kind of want to go over a lot of like the first half uh, For sure. I was, highlights. I, I was just going to say, I mean, I'm sure Kyle Lowry ranks pretty high in those charges of course, too. Yeah, I know yeah, guys, yeah. it's yeah. like him, uh, Kevin Love, Blake Griffin. I love guys like that. That's basketball I like to watch. And that's where like it separates casuals and people actually like watching basketball because they don't see Steph Curry pulling up from 40 feet. So they're yeah, like, oh, this is a boring yeah. NBA finals. But when I see a 38-year-old get thrown to the ground and get back up with his gray hairs being zoomed in on, I'm like, this is this is basketball. This is the definition of good basketball. The last thing I want to say, um, this has nothing to do with the game, but the announcing crew, I don't know how much you heard them like, like goof around, slip up, because people have been getting on mark jackson and uh van gundy's butt because they've mm. always been you know in this breen shadow so it's oh, it's the goaded mm. announcer crew people are realizing how nasty they are ever since jackson left out Jokic on his list yeah and I, he, had, he had that like that why so serious line i was like you see those memes on instagram and you see those memes on instagram mike breen by the way when they pulled up uh gave vincent's 2k rating he said it's right it's at 75 he's like he's ranked 75th in 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, this is genius. Have you seen those Instagram memes? It's so funny that you bring that up where it's like, it'll be the three of them and it's like uh, yes, subtitles of that. the thing. And it's like uh, uh, Van Gundy talking about some random story about a girl he like missed out on back in like the 80s. Mark Jackson bringing up something random. And at the end, it's just Mike Breen, Vincent for three. <laughs> With all I due just respect, laughing. I'd hit it out the park. And then it's just Mike Breen just listing off the play that just happened. That is, I love that you bring that up. But go, circling back to the game and kind of like the first half highlights, yo, not a lot of people are going to say this. And I think genuinely, we're going to be the only people to shed light on this. Shout out Christian Braun. Shout out to that rookie, bro. Because he was not playing like a rookie. He had so many, like, game-changing plays, whether it was that one-legged fadeaway when he got, when he got, when the ball kind of came loose and it was between him and Bam, and then he gets that dunk in transition, and then another play where he just gets a steal, like he's, and he's diving for the ball and stuff. Man, I loved watching him play. And I look, I was like, this is, this is a rookie. Like, I, uh, this is the first time, I think, now this might be a bit of an exaggeration, this might be a bit of recency bias, but to my memory, to what I am recalling, I'm not comparing him to Magic Johnson's rookie or anything. This is what I've watched, okay? Remember, I'm 21 years old. That was the best performance I've seen a rookie put in the NBA Finals in terms of, like, what he did to change the game. Because they gave him some serious minutes and then, like, like, at the beginning of the first and the second, whatever. Like, he played crucial minutes and he made some crucial plays. I've never seen that sort of impact from a rookie in the NBA Finals. Yeah, but I to mean, be fair, I watched Cavs and Warriors for like seven years of my life, so yeah. that's also that could be a reason. But I mean, um, as far as rookie goes, uh, obviously they're usually on bad teams, the good ones. So it's it's very rare it's for a, a non lottery pick rookie to be getting burned because a lot of yeah. times a coach is not willing to play them. So he played well up until uh, 
he doubled Duncan Robinson on a drive to yeah. the rim and left yeah. Gabe Vincent wide open. I was like, what are you mm. doing? And then Gabe yeah. Vincent gave him that little mean mug. He's yeah, like, what yeah, are you yeah, doing, yeah. dog? No, but, but he's a rookie. Like I'm expecting yeah, him to make yeah, those rookie mistakes course, in the finals. Of course. But he he was he he showed up for the first bit. Like I respect yeah. I just wanted to give him his props. Shout out Christian Brown. Is it Brown or Braun? I hear Brown a lot, but it looks like Braun. Yeah, like what I I hear it too, but it's like where's the O or W? I don't know. I know Ryan Braun was for the the Brewers, and I think he had the same spelling last name. Maybe I'm I'm a, if it's Brown, I apologize. I I follow Mike Breen. He says Brown. For whatever that's worth. It's worth more than Mark Jackson's word, so. <laughs> Is there anything else you have for the first half, or can we swing it? Oh, we could swing it. I mean, other than that, it was just two teams going back and forth with random runs, and then the other team slowly catching up. Like, the first half was was eventful, but at the same time, like, second half is where things got spicy, right? Well, I think um, even going deeper into the second half, Jimmy Butler did not look like he wanted to win. Um, I He does that. It, it annoys me when he does that stupid jump stop when he gets into the paint instead of just going up like he has against against Milwaukee and whatnot and I would draw it's a foul. This, it's copy Bro, and paste it's, every time it's, it's copy a and jump paste. stop and look oh. to look to the near corner and then he'll like give a little a little kick out to, to Bam who's like three feet away but also surrounded with awful spacing. That stupid jump stop. Every but time he, every he, time he played made he played made pretty well tonight. It's just <laughs> aggravating to see him do that. And like through through two and a half quarters of the game, it looked like that he didn't deserve to win. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And even at, like, I've said this so many times. I've said this, and I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself. Where is the urgency? Like, I will continue to preach that when I'm watching Jimmy Butler play in these last few games, this last week, maybe even the last two weeks. When is the last time you watch a Jimmy Butler game and thought he is being aggressive? Seriously. I have a, uh, a series of plays, and it's not necessarily the aggressiveness. It's just the right. fact that he was selling almost the whole game. This is down, when the Heat were down uh, 69 to 66, somewhere through the third. Um, Kevin Love ripped Jokic, and they got on a fast break. And Butler was the ahead of the pack. He didn't have anyone to beat. But KCP caught up to him, got in front of him, and ripped the ball from him. I, I was, you're not supposed to sell, uh, you know, a, a great play from a role player like that like they're, they're supposed to set you up and you're supposed to finish um then Struess caused another turnover on the next play and they still didn't capitalize so it's still a three-point game um and these were butler mistakes where there was another one i have late in the third Jokic has a jump hook then goes for an and one and a left-handed layup all in a row like six points straight butler goes down the other end and defers to cody zeller after his pick and roll gets snubbed and he does that stupid jump stop and he sees Cody at the free throw line. He's like, go get a bucket, big dog. And he dribbled off his foot. And there was another turnover. So it's just those kind of things. That get you. Like, it's more, it's not even like being aggressive and asserting yourself right away. I have, I have no issue if you're trying to get another guy going. But when right. you see Jokic getting his and you know your team is not doing well, Cody Zeller was struggling against Jokic. Yeah. All those buckets were scored on him. I don't know where what like, that oh. idea was that that people were talking about Cody Zeller in the lineup to help. No, you know, I, un- I understand Jokic. with the size as far as trying to stop Aaron Gordon. I think that, that Kevin was, Love is the answer, though. If, not Cody no, Zeller. I'm saying, I agree, but I'm pretty sure people thought Kevin Love was going to be hurt because he, he hasn't played and thought he was hurt. Fair enough. But I Fair don't enough. think they're saying he's going to check Jokic. That would be insane. 
No, nobody in this on this planet Earth is checking Jokic. It's about checking the rest of that Denver team. Uh, shout out Jamal Murray for being a ghost until the fourth. By the way, he turned up in the first quarter and then didn't do any. I think he, I believe he checked back in the first fourth quarter with ten points, and uh, obviously he got that three. Um, and then another bucket. He ended the game with fifteen. Uh, I, I, we're not going to talk about the final possession yet because I do want to talk more about the game, of course. Well, I, but I, I really I got do want to plenty more. But... Yeah, good. Cause, but I do really want to circle back to that final possession at one point, of course. But uh, I, I do also want to say, to me, Jimmy Butler, his best play uh, in the clutch was a lucky play when he did that little stupid jump stop, pulled up for a jumper, and the ball perfectly came back to him. It hit the front of the rim, and then he kicked it out to Caleb Martin for a three. Ah, uh, yes. You know yes, what I'm talking yes. about? That yeah. was Jimmy Butler's best play, and. That was a lucky play. <laughs> that was not a Jimmy Butler drawn up playmaking situation. That was Jimmy Butler doing that stupid little jump shot and it magically landing back in his hands where he could kick it out to Caleb Martin. Here's the thing. I love Jimmy Butler. I'm not a Jimmy Butler hater, but what the hell is going on, right? It's like you made it this far to get to the finals. Play like you played when you played Milwaukee. Play play that same level of aggression, that style. Like you said, and I, and I, I really want to quote you on this because I... I I've never agreed with you on a point more than what you've just said. He doesn't look like he wants to win. He does not look like he wants to play winning basketball. He looks like he's running an open run at YMCA while he's waiting for somebody to come pick him up, and he has an extra 10 <laughs> minutes on his hand, and he's just like out there chucking a couple of <laughs> casual shots. No, seriously, seriously. Like, what, yo, yo, like yo, I, I got I, next. I really, like, I never looked at it from that perspective. I was just kind of looking at it from an anger perspective as a fan where it's like, I want to watch good basketball from the superstar. But you're right. He doesn't look like he wants to play winning basketball right now. Um, and it, I, I do want to give him credit because he played well at the end. Um, and he did play make better than he has throughout the game off, off of those jump stops. But it, the aggravating part to me is that he starts shooting those one dribble pull-ups at the end of the game and they fall. Uh, when Jimmy Butler crosses that three-point line, it's a drive to the paint that does not result in a strong layup. Like like I said, it's it's 75% of the time a jump stop and trying to play make for one of your shooters. There was a point in the game where I looked at Bleacher Report because I, I like to keep up with the stats mid-game. And he had 10 shot attempts. Struess had 10 shot attempts, I believe. And who else? Um... There, there was multiple people on the team that were like very close to him in shot attempts that were role players. And because it looks like he's just trying to get everyone involved and he's trying to be this camp counselor passer or it's like, oh, you're going to touch, you're going to touch. But he's not Jokic. He's supposed to be play like Jimmy Butler, not Nikola Jokic. Um, and I look back at the shot uh, separation or the shot differences throughout the whole playoffs and he's at like 20 a game. And then it's like, bam, with 16. Uh, then it's, uh, what's his name? Gabe Vincent with like 11 and then the role players are like six or seven. So it's just a, a different philosophy this series, um, that, you know, it, it got him a win tonight, but it, I don't think he, uh, yeah. no. And, the, and by the way, with that again. they won by three, but Denver won on an 11, two run to finish the game. Remember that. Remember that folks. Denver was, was a possession away from coming back after Miami was up by double digits in the fourth. Um, also, I want to quickly, um, uh, correct my mistake. I said Jamal finished with 15. He finished with 18. Uh, but is it just me or did Jokic have the quietest 40 piece I've seen this playoffs? He had 41. Those, those suckers were all floaters off the front yeah. rim. Yeah. Like, was that not the quietest 40 point game you've seen? 
It, I mean, no, he had a couple of loud ones. Uh, the three in a row he had in the third. No, but quarter. I mean, like, you know, I mean, in the way like you didn't realize he had forty. I did not think he had forty-one points. Yeah, no, it just shoots up there. <laughs> that's that's really funny. Yo, shout, big ups to Bam, who has been consistent in Denver so far in the last two games. You know, he's shooting the ball well. I'm not gonna lie, I was never really a big fan of Bam Adebayo's little Kobe fadeaways in the paint. I I would w- hope he would be more aggressive, um, but it's working. So big ups. Um, he also shot two icy free throws in Denver, yeah, yeah, which I was yeah. very impressed with. Um, yeah. The last thing I want to say, because it, it sounds like we're dragging the heat when we're just dragging Jimmy. I do want to give the heat praise because yes. Duncan Robinson changed the game. Bleh, he, bleh. he is the reason why the heat had a spark going into the fourth quarter. He is the reason why the heat went on a run and Jimmy Butler got himself back into the game because if he did not have that person, I, I don't know if it's a personal 6-0 run, but he had like at least eight points in the fourth quarter. Um, and then that brought them back into the game where Caleb Martin had a three, Gabe Vincent had a three, Jimmy Butler had a three, and now all of a sudden the offense is rolling again. Um, but you mentioned it last episode, and I paid attention to it this time. The first play out of the fourth quarter was elite ball movement, elite player movement by Miami. Um people sprinting everywhere it resulted in a duncan robinson look where he gave a little head fake dude went flying wide open three bang then another play where he cuts back door and gets an and one layup this was not the mean mug layup that was a different one but basically i have right in my notes it says sprint on offense and good things happen like duncan robinson when he is that good of a shooter and he is running that hard it sounds so crazy, but th- like the way he gets paid, he has like a little Steph Curry effect on a defense. You have to close out on him so hard because he's a knockdown shooter. He had another three right after that uh, layup baseline that was deep. Like, dude, was just, wasn't checking him because he has so much gravity. Uh, he's capable. I have, I have a great question for you. I have a great question for you, and I don't, and nobody's, I don't think anybody's Duncan thinking Robinson this right now. Not Steph Curry. Sorry, sorry for people who just heard that, but I'm saying you get a little gravity. No, I effect. understand what you mean. Like the the same, like like a bootleg version of the gravitational yes, effect Steph Curry yes. brings to the court. I 100% agree. Or I I understand and I agree with what you're saying. He does, and he has a lot of off ball movement. Big ups to Duncan Robinson. Uh, speaking of Duncan, though, like while we're on the topic, uh, assuming t- Tyler Hero, he's expected to be back game three, I believe. Well, you know. Reports are changing every day, obviously, right? So uh, don't take any guarantees from what I'm saying because it's just what I've last seen on Instagram, which is, isn't that reliable. But assuming Tyler Hero comes back this series, who are you taking away minutes from, Max Struess or Duncan Robinson? Um, It would probably be... I don't know because... It's a good question. I, I got to think about that, but... Uh, who they, do you think for... is more valuable to take away minutes from to give Tyler Hero some minutes? Um... Because it's going to be Struess or Robinson, right? Assuming, I, think, like... I think you take minutes away from Struess. And the reason I say that is because um, as far as the uh, consistency of Duncan Robinson, he has given himself like a playmaking floor. Max Struess took 10 shot attempts tonight. All 10 of them were three-pointers. I got to let me fact check that. I'm pretty sure it was all 10. All 10 were three-pointers. Yes, all 10. Um but Duncan Robinson, I, I didn't mention this. After the he had a three-pointer, uh, a layup baseline, another three. Then he's the reason why Christian Braun doubled for no reason and Gabe Vincent had a wide-open three. That was all Duncan Robinson playmaking. And then he had another left-handed take at the rim where he had that mean mug. Um, and he completely opened up the Miami offense, which is not something that Max Struess is capable of. I know he's a, a 
a better defender because he's a bigger body. But if he's not hitting shots, he's not useful. So I don't know if Tyler Hero is going to be locked in for 25 minutes the second he comes back. But if you're taking it away from someone, I'd probably take it away from Struz. I'll be honest. I think, I think he will be locked Struz in. I think should start, though. Struz should I, start. I think Tyler Hero will be locked in for a big amount of minutes because he's been available to play basketball since the Celtics series. And they've just can kind of like resting him and letting him like prep and be fully ready. I see no reason why he wouldn't get at least 20 minutes in his first game back unless he's like playing like utter garbage for the first like 10. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, though. I think Duncan Robinson, if anything, even if Tyler Hero doesn't come back, I think Duncan Robinson needs to see an increase in his minutes because he had the third least amount of minutes on the Heat roster um, with 17. Uh, the only two players to play less than him were Cody Zeller and Haywood Highsmith. Um, and I agree. I think Duncan Robinson needs to be on the court more. I wouldn't start him. I do like Shrew starting. I do like the Miami Heat starting lineup. I think they do have that. that um, They're able to like start the game out hot. They're able to come out the gates hot. We saw it in this game. They started the game out 10-2. Um, but I think Duncan Robinson needs to play more. I think Duncan Robinson should 100% be playing more minutes than a guy like Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin, by the way, I don't know where he's been. Should I put that in Google Maps as well? Hey, Siri, where's don't, Caleb Martin? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that's that's not his job, hey, bro. If hey, he, hey, he's I understand not getting it's not paid his job. like that. I, I understand. Oh, Siri just went off. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cracking jokes. I'm cracking jokes, but I'm just saying, I just made the joke to let people know, recency bias is a hell of a drug, okay? I love it when role players have great games. I love it when they have great stretches. But, you know, we were talking about, you know what I mean, man. We saw the media. We saw the media. He, I love Caleb Martin. Should, he should have a trophy on him. I love Caleb. Yeah, he should be the Eastern Conference Finals trophy for, or Eastern Conference Finals um, MVP for sure. I love Caleb Martin, though, but he was never going to be the, no, the, no. The, the guy to push Miami over to the finals. Bro, That's I, my was li- I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about, I want to see Cody Martin getting more pick and roll. Uh, as if, as that if doesn't, was... that's impossible because that's the twin. Caleb, you know what I meant. Oh, <laughs> Hoop is out here mixing up twins, man. Go Bro, on. I'm tired. We're doing this after the game. You, we did like, this. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb Martin has thrived off of open looks and a one dribble pull up. And, and uh, Denver a nice won't give him that. Drive to the rim. And I'm saying, <laughs> people are talking about, you know, put uh, Caleb Martin in pick and roll, let him operate the offense. Like he's Jimmy Butler. Like, no, you know take. what? No, no. You know what though? Gail Martin had three points, but those three points were really important because it was the one. In, it was the Agreed. three pointer in the clutch on the corner. So big ups to Caleb Martin. You're but doing your job. I'm not a Caleb I... Martin hater. I'm just making yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. I, just want, I, I just want to stress that to the listeners. I want to expand on it because um, the reason why their starting lineup is is good to me as well. Like I, I keep. I want Max Schroes to start is because when you have a playmaker in Jimmy Butler, um, a shot creator type in Gabe Vincent. Um, another ca- somewhat capable playmaker in Bam Adebayo. That <laughs> didn't look like it after he threw that pass off the, the bottom of the backboard. Um, but you only need a, a spot-up shooter. The reason why Duncan Robinson works so great off the bench is because when Jimmy disappears on a night like tonight, he can, for whatever reason, right? I mean, they paid him the money to do it. He's just driving to the rack. Like, you can't be surprised. You actually can't be surprised. He's taking him to the rack. Like, he, he gets paid $90 million. You can't. Yep. And that's, a, that, that's the best part. Like, I, I'm not going to say Duncan Robinson is underrated or people need to talk about well, him This more. is what he's got to do. He's this gotten, is he is. He's gotten, he's, he's gotten every single dollar that he deserves. There is no underrated here. Let's let's be real. <laughs> there ain't no underrated when it comes to Duncan Robinson. There's rated. He's playing rated right now. That man is rated. <laughs> that man is rated, and I respect it. All right? But we're not, let's, he, uh... not, let's not bring this there. Not, I'm not saying you specifically. I'm just saying to the media, let's not bring this, oh, Duncan Robinson, uh, the underrated guy. No, 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 no. He's a genius, though. 
He brought yeah, it out to like manipulate the media. It's like, yeah, I, I sat on the bench, collected all my money. Now <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And the I narratives pick, are all in his I favor. I need a big payday this free agency. Bro, I earned my bag. All the Jimmy Neutron memes are back. Like, this is just prime Duncan at this, Robinson. At this pace, he's going to get a Supermax contract. <laughs> We're going to see like reports like, it, is Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson ready for a Supermax? Um, yeah, he's been hooping. So the, the main gonna point. He's going to get a Mike Conley-esque contract very we, soon. Uh, biggest thing on that, I, th- I think without Duncan Robinson, um, the Heat are just not in the game. But obviously we know with seven minutes left, this is after um, Butler turned the ball over to a Jokic floater. I forget what the score was. Jimmy scored six straight. He had a three-pointer in the corner, which was contested. He just rose up, which he's gotten a lot more comfortable with. I don't know if you watch Jimmy in the regular season that much. Like That is a rarity. But in the playoffs, he's just started to rise up over in the, the three-pointer regardless of contest. Um, he had an and one, and then you have the array of three-pointers from Caleb Martin. I think Gabe Vincent had one. And people aren't going to point a finger at MPJ because he's become this meme that's kind of just like a spark plug. Dude, he's on a, a Supermax? A Max? A Supermax? All I what's, know is he's he going to need $180 million. Yeah. $180 million, five-year deal. You, you, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's look at this. The amount, how many years is he on a five-year deal? Every year, he's giving you one point in this game because he had five points. $180 million for five freaking points. But yeah, we're talking about like the reason why the Nuggets lost. Like that that's a pretty big reason, bro. Yo, a, si- a hey, six-foot ten reason. At this point, give KCP the max, man, because he has six. Now, K- KCP uh, was awful he tonight was aw- on it, it, defense. Awful, but listen. I'm obviously making jokes again about MPJ. I know he's been... MPJ, like, this whole playoffs has been a solid, like, 15-10 player. I don't know his exact stats, but I'm assuming he's in that range. Um, but again, no, you're you're right. Like, they lost. And again, Jamal Murray went ghost until the fourth. Like, he he turned up in the first, did nothing for the rest of the game. And then in the fourth, you know, obviously he he helped put them back in it. Respect. Um, but yeah, I, again, it's... it's The Nuggets looked at tonight... At, in spurts and moments, how they looked last year when it was just Jokic and Murray and MPJ were injured and it was just the Jokic show, where it's like they stay in games because of Jokic, but they can't finish games because you, at the end of the day, basketball is a team sport. Jamal Murray looked like prime Facundo Campazzo. <laughs> you remember him, bro? Do I remember Campazzo, the best number seven to ever play in the NBA? Okay, of course I remember. He's turning up in the EuroLeague, by the way. Turning Shout up out in Faku. the EuroLeague. Turning up. He was like a mini Jokic. You saw. I'm sorry, we're going off track. You see that Austin Rivers interview on the podcast talking about there exactly the, what you talk about. I know exactly. He was salty about the Nuggets. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I wanted the Timberwolves to go from 20 minutes a game to nothing." <laughs> so, uh, you think you think Austin Rivers changes this series? Basically, Jokic had no help. Is what we're what we're getting to. Um, yeah, tonight he had no help, just like he had no help last season. Uh, because everybody was injured and that team was kind of a mess with just the Jokic show. Um, I don't. It's it's such a weird series to me, and this whole season is so weird. Where any prediction I make can be completely wrong, and I'll look like a complete idiot. I don't even want to make predictions anymore, because this whole season has just been a bunch of mysteries and wonders and just random events happening. So. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to knock Denver. I'm not going to say they're going to play like this for the rest of the series. Of course, I don't believe that. But at the end of the day, it's like, 
it's it's a weird time to be living in. And it could be like Miami winning in Denver is a big switch for Miami because correct me if I'm wrong. Are they also? No, no. Boston definitely had to have won one in Miami. So they're not undefeated at home either. They both have the same record. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're going to go back to Miami. Imagine Miami wins the next two at home. That's a 3-1 lead. Man. It's a weird, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird to think about. Like, do you, do you see Miami losing at home? Um, I think they split. Uh, I had Nuggets in six. I think they, I mean, if you tell me, make predictions. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from that. I'll say yeah. they split and then the Nuggets win the next two. But Really? Um, I think yeah. it goes to seven. At this point, it goes to seven. I, I got no issue with you saying that. I'm just saying um, I'm not going to expect Tyler Hero to be Tyler Hero off rip. I agree. But and they I don't even they, have Tyler Hero. I'm just saying, I, I still think the Nuggets are by far the more talented team. Of course. Of course they are. So, I agree so, too, but it's not about talent. It's about who shows up at the right moments. And J- I, I can't expect Jimmy Butler to show up. I expect Jokic to show up, and I think it's I think he has more of a cushion, Jokic. Like Tonight was a night where Murray and, and Porter and KCP gave out stupid fouls, and, and things happened. Christian Braun didn't guard whoever, wide open threes, the, just horrible perimeter defense, and they only lost by three points. So I love Miami. Uh, I think they're just the, the grittier team, but I don't, I don't think that Denver lets this slip to seven. I don't think so. But the one thing that is great about this finals is that there's no perfect team, and there's no perfect team in basketball. So no. in terms of exposing each other's flaws, you're going to see plenty of that. And I think you could really see maybe some ugly in Jokic soon because yep. I know they, they kind of eliminated his passing today. Um, and there's going to be a day where those those floaters rim out. Um, I think we might have seen that once in this playoffs, twice in this playoffs, but it could get interesting, yeah. Uh, I will say this to build off that point you made where there's no perfect teams. The reason why I, I, I really enjoy this year's finals is there's no clear-cut answer. I love like sitting and not knowing what to think. Like with the Warriors Cavs series, we all know. We all knew. It was the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Warriors, Warriors, Warriors every time, right? And then it's like Warriors Raptors series, KD goes down. You kind of have an idea like, okay, this is going to be the Raptors series, right? Celtics Boston or Boston and Warriors, I guess, was kind of back and forth. But this Nuggets and Heat series, to me, in my time of watching basketball, this is the most unpredictable series I've ever watched in the finals. Like I don't know who to choose as a winner. Uh, this to me, this is the hardest to make a prediction on in all the years I've watched basketball, which is why I really love this series because it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. So um, I think we do need a prediction though, or else you're just copping out of it. I gave one. I goes in seven. I, you know what? Heat in seven. I'll say heat in seven. I'll be. I think the for heat it, in game seven. It's, it's it ain't gonna happen. The Miami and elimination games are very good. I really like Miami and elimination games. I love Eric Spolstra in elimination games. I'm going to go with Miami in seven. Shout out Duncan Robinson. Is that a wrap for the pod? We didn't talk about the final possession. Oh, Jamal shoot. in that whole final possession. You almost let that slip, bro. Come on. Denver, I'm going to ask you this. Denver had two timeouts. My heart dropped. Left I'm in the my, game. Oh, it's at my seat. Denver had two timeouts left in the game. Do you think it was the right choice to not call a timeout? It's hard to draw up a play against a very good defensive team to get someone an open look, like, off rip. And right. when you have to reset your offense after, like, like, let's say they try to inbound and they get Jokic setting a screen on, on Porter. Um, it's hard for him, if he doesn't have a clean look, 
to then kind of go into another, you know, give Betsy Jokic another dribble handoff. So I don't think they were going to get that much of a better look. I think Murray's step back is probably what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And maybe you, in the heat of the moment, it's a little tougher to make that shot. I don't know what the, the psychological stuff is behind that. So maybe Malone should call the timeout. But I wasn't upset by it. I don't think it cost them the game. Or I don't think that. it. I agree with you on the point where it's like, I'm not going to knock Malone for not calling the timeout. And I understand why he didn't. But at the same time, if I would, I think the better choice would have been to call the timeout because, like you said, I don't think they were going to get like a catch and shoot opportunity. But they also had like 15 seconds left on the clock when Murray had the ball in his hands, right? I think like, they, they should have gave Jokic a, a touch. Wasn't it just Murray running back and forth through like and then a and screen? then and then Jokic set him a screen and then he did the step back. Yeah, I think that it should have been call a timeout, get the ball in Jokic's hands, and let Jokic work with it for the last 10 seconds of the game and try and find an open look because it's Nikola Jokic, right? Like if there's a guy to set up a play in the final minutes or in the final possession. For you to get a better shot, I think it's it's clearly Jokic for the Nuggets, right? I think letting Murray kind of go crazy with it again, like I don't know the psychological to to, to your point. Murray just kind of ran around with it. Jimmy played great defense. Shout out to Jimmy; he did a great job not fouling with the, with the step. You know, he just kind of had his hand in his face. Shout out to Murray. I mean, the shot almost went in. Like it was it was a it was the best look you were gonna get in that that situation. But I think a timeout was the better choice because you had two of them. So even if one of them failed, even if like whatever you try to set up failed, you just call another timeout and you fi- figure something out again. Like you had two opportunities to kind of figure yeah, something out to get an open fair. shot. That's fair. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to kind of like spin around the same point here. I mean, I think we are nearing the end. I mean, this was That's a great I'm recap. Saying. I mean, these uh, these finals EPs are getting. I mean, we could we could talk about uh, what, what was it? Uh, Van Gundy said after. Kevin Love like hugged him, hugged uh, Vincent after he like yeah, missed him he in said, the corner. He said, like, oh, I should give him another hug. <laughs> that was funny. No, I, 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 that, why did he hug him? He was like, "Man, my bad. I didn't pass it to you." And he just like hugged him. Uh, I think we got no, cut. It. This you know, is I mean, these dry. finals episodes, these finals episodes have been shorter, obviously, but there's not much to talk about. We have a lot lined up when the finals are over, though, and we're we're gonna go back to some banker EPs, but we're not gonna do a top ten scorers of all time when. You know, game two just finished. I don't know. That's the, the reality of it. But I'm, um, I'm just waiting for the John Morant decision. I don't even care about the yeah, finals. Yeah, that's gonna be a crazy <laughs> episode. That's gonna be a crazy episode. I don't. I. I. What's your predict? Oh wait, we already did that last episode. We already did that. I think he's I, out I the still, year. I think he's out the year. I said he's out the year last episode. I think he's still out the year. Because there, Adam Silver knows what he's doing. He's like, I don't want to take away attention from the finals. Why are you even mentioning that the decision was made then? Why are you telling us that there was a decision nah, he's, made? He's the man. He's like, he goes up to the camera. He's like, uh, I'm not telling you. Like, bro, <laughs> like that, he's clearly, he's like, I don't want to take away attention from the finals. He, he but he's called going for up, a press conference to say to that he doesn't want to take attention away from the finals. Hey, guys, listen, I'm not that type of guy. But just so you know, we we decided John Moran's decision. We're not going to we're not going to take away attention from the from the. Nuggets and Heat series, but we decided John Moran's decision, and you're gonna find out after the series. Like, come on, he knew what he was doing. I mean, he was, big ups he to was him. giving Instagram NBA pages content. Yeah, That's like all. big ups to him. He was he he was smart because everybody's gonna tune into that press conference now for sure. Because nobody would tune into a random Adam Silver press conference. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> everybody is waiting on Adam Silver the second, bro. He probably Woj probably slipped him a few bucks. Woj's Twitter is gonna go crazy. We all know it. We all know it. But uh, this was a great episode. Uh, episode 78, was it? I think so, yeah. We appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully, we have as many of these episodes as we can. I'm hoping for seven games. Hoop is hoping for six. But we will see you guys in episode I'm 79. I'm hoping for seven. I just think it's six. We will see you guys in episode 79. Peace.